We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's good, everybody? Before we get into today's episode, we got Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Daniel Gibson, Derek Plates, Devin Rendon, Jake Powers, Corey Johnson Hoops, Mike Wozniak, and my guy. Listen, man, I know Buffalo let you down, but old Dirt McGirt won't. Ryan Pisner, thank you all for your monthly contributions to the Patreon. To join the Patreon and support what we're doing here at VM, patreon.com slash veterans minimum is where you can go and you can donate. You can subscribe one, five, 10, 20, $40 tiers. If you're a psychopath, we love you. We appreciate you. And check it out, man. We got six packs. Every guest has done a six pack. Those get a lot of good feedback. We got six questions for every guest. And they're pretty interesting, man. Very thought provoking. And a lot of good shit on there. There's access to the Discord. There's giveaways. There's tables. There's ladders. There's chairs. Oh, my. So my guest today is my guy, Steph. Steph and I used to go to high school together way back in the day. We played football together, too. And he's one of the biggest basketball fans that I know. And we chopped it up, man. We talked about a lot of different topics in the NBA. You know, we got no football this weekend. We get the rest because it's going to be a big week next week. Three pod week next week. Be on your P's and Q's. We are coming locked and loaded. Sit back, relax, and congrats. My guy, Steph, talking a whole lot of NBA. Yes, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. At the Lamb Show is where you can find me. At Veterans Minimum is where you can find the show. 
Today, I have a very special guest, my guy, Steph Grutas in the building. What up, baby? How you doing? Let's go adapt to start us up. What's going on, man? Good, man. Can't complain. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Anytime. My pleasure. I've never been this excited to talk to a man for two hours. (laughs) How come? I get to sit down and just talk sports for two hours. It's my first time on a podcast, so it's really Oh, that's right. Yeah, you mentioned that. You've never been on one? You know, so see how everything works. You know, mics and fucking headphones, you know. Yeah, I, cool. I feel like you kind of subtweeted me the other day. You were like, when? "Yo, I can't wait." Oh, to make my go. rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got another one. I'm gonna go on to. There you go. Yeah, I wanna go. I wanna go to a few. It's Any, dope, man. That one as a friend, as a podcast, I wanna get on it. And you should, man. Yeah. You, you're you're the. I think you. I would say you. Not even trying to gas it, mm. or the biggest Knicks fan I know. Yeah. And and then I would say like Impy is up there too. Mm. You motherfuckers been watching. Yeah. By the way, we right. could let it rip. All you right, could curse yeah. and all that. Um, you guys are the biggest Knicks fans I know, but you in particular. You yeah, I gotta go crazy. I tweet like Austin <laughs> Rivers, the greatest point guard I've ever seen. He just had twenty five the other night, it's but a- I have to. <clears throat> We're hated by everybody. We're the laughing stock. Like we need to big us up. Like if it's not us, who's gonna do it? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, we I was gonna save. I, I was gonna save the Knicks talk for later, man. But we should just get into it right Let's now. It, it's- my uh, my strong hot take that i have across the board for sports i've been saying this for a while now and uh i get called biased a little bit because i am a knicks fan and we're from new york but dude can you think of any other city that wants their team to be good more than new yorkers want the knicks to be good no because the main cities they're usually good the Mm -hmm. lakers have been good majority of our lives right, right right the lakers are always good the dodgers have been good forever i remember that's another losing season right so the dodgers are always good they go to Boston. Boston has their one to two year rebuild for the Red Sox, Max. They had Carl Crawford and Adrian Gonzalez and all these idiots. And then the next year they went they won a World Series. Mm-hmm. So like they their turnarounds are very quick. And then they've they've had the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Then they obviously the Patriots. You don't gotta talk about the Patriots. So they're always... Now, nah, we should talk about the Patriots. Oh, yeah. 0-2 to... against the Giants. <laughs> I know the Super Bowl's coming up. Brady, suck my balls. How about that? Eli Manning, baby. Let's, Let's go. go. Exactly. Right, right then and exactly. there. Right then and there. So but... we're the biggest... And all our teams suck, more or less. All right? The Giants suck. The Jets suck. The Knicks suck. The Mets, good, but injury. They always... They always yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the right? Yankees. The Let's Yankees. Not, That's yeah. It. yeah, so you got the Yankees. My job, I don't watch hockey. I know the Rangers. They just got the first pick, right? Like last year. Yeah. So, like, if you get the first pick, you're not that good. Right? Right, right, right. But they're usually good, you know? Right. Like, I, consistent. I, yeah, they're consistent. Right? And then the Islanders, I don't know where they... Are they good? Well, they made they made a deep playoff run last year, but that's about as much as I know just from yeah. like reading the headlines. But I can't tell you. Yeah. Like, so like we have nothing, and like the Yankees are good. I'm a Yankee fan, right? So, oh, I didn't notice because yeah. of the high, you know. <laughs> we have one World Series since 2009. We haven't even made the World Series since 2009. So it's like, yeah, we're good, but imagine, I hate I hate them. Like I'm a Yankee fan, but I can't stand them. I think they care more about the money than they more care more about championships. Huh. Interesting. Staying under the luxury tax. Like, what are you doing? The, yeah, Mets, yeah, yeah. the Mets just got Lindor. They're about to get Bauer probably within the next three days. They will get Trevor Bauer. And they were, and I think they're already the best team in the in, in the behind the Dodgers, the Mets. Right? So now you're gonna go get Tre- you're gonna go get Trevor Bauer with the best pitcher in baseball on DeGrom. You just got Lindor, who's a fucking the best shortstop. He's a top five player. Yeah. You got the best owner in easily the best owner in sports. He's on Twitter talking about fucking jersey colors. And like <laughs> and I love that. Like nah, he's talking you, to the like that's awesome. He's he seems like uh if a fan was to own a team. Yeah, exactly. He's talking, he's like, oh, I want the black. He keeps talking about like they just traded for Lindor and he's like, How about them black jerseys? Like he's like a weird, like he's weird, whatever, but like he's a billionaire, they're all weird, but like he's he's cool. And it's like, yo, like I love that. Like I wish I was a Mets fan, even though the Yankees 
have been be- consistently better. It's like, yo, like he listens, to, like he just bought the fucking team, and yeah. he's over here, like, yo, what do y'all want? It's a spark, man. It's a yeah. spark, especially, and it's it's so different from when, because I'm a Met fan, but everybody that listens to the show and even all my friends know that I'm a fair weather Met fan, right? It's a sport, baseball for me, dude. Where when the Mets are good. And like I look at their win total in Vegas, it's like, oh shit, they might win ninety games this yeah. year. All right, I'm a little bit more investment yeah, yeah. invested. But and I'll follow like the whole NL East. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you about the the Padres. Yeah. I know I know they might be good this year. I can't tell you about like the Blue Jays. But with the Mets, I'm like, oh shit, the Marlins suck this mm-hmm. year. The Braves are good. I get more invested. Yeah. But then like yo, the majority of my life, it's like my season's done by the All Star yeah, break. Yeah, yeah, you know, course, you're yeah. twenty games out of first. You're like, yo, fuck this. You have a lot of Mets fan friends that are like that. If the Mets are good, they're they're all in. And when well, they suck, they're like, fuck. But, but I think it's 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 that way for me for baseball. Also because like I'm not the biggest baseball yeah, fan, yeah. right? Which is weird because when I was growing up, I would go to a lot of Met games. Yeah. Like I became a Met fan because my uncle mm-hmm. was who's a cop. He would take me to a bunch of games and shit. My mom is a fucking sick Yankee mm-hmm. fan, bro. She's yeah, always like, good. yo, what? She's like, what's good with you, man? Like. My life would have been so much smoother, yeah. bro, if I was a Yankee fan. I mean, look, I wish I was a Mets fan, honestly. Like, I'm from Queens, so, like, mind you, my parents are, they came off the boat, right? So, I'm first generation. So, I never had someone to sit there and tell me, like, oh, you know, we're Mets fans, we're Yankee fans, we're Knicks fans, blah, blah, blah. So, like, I did it myself. Right. I had a cousin to tell me to root for the Knicks. I chose mm-hmm. the Giants myself. I just woke up. I wanted to be a Giants fan. And then the Yankees was, like, my second grade teacher. She mm-hmm. used to, like, put that, that. My second grade is when we played the Diamondbacks in the World Series, and she would put the World Series score on the board every day. Mm. Like the Yankees up 1-0 and then the Diamondbacks are up 2-1, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, I'm not drunk. What am I, like seven years old in the second grade? Like, I don't know nothing. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm a Yankee fan. So From like, New started, York also. Yeah, so. so I started rocking with the Yankees. But like, if I had, if I was able to do like a redo, I would easily pick the Mets. I don't think I've ever heard a Yankee yeah, fan say that. I would pick the Mets because like, I'm from Queens. It's like, I don't want to go to the Bronx to fucking watch a game. It's fucking it's disgusting. I would like, jump on the train 20 minutes. I'm in... I'm in City Field. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. It's like in my backyard. Yeah. Like, I'm from Queens. I'm like, you're not rep Queens hard. So it's like, I'm over here wearing a fucking Yankee hat. You know, everyone looks at me like, oh, you from Queens? Like, all my friends from Cali are like, oh, you're a Yankee fan, but you're from Queens, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, like, it is what it is. It is what it but is. But I wish, I wish, like, <laughs> I, I don't wish, but like, if I had a redo, I would choose, I would choose to be a mess with me. Well, that's, that's a very interesting perspective, yeah. man. How do you feel about how the Knicks are this year, man? You know, like, we're 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 sick. Mm-hmm. Like Nick fans are sick. Yeah. We win four games in a row. We're ready to yeah. to hang banners. Yeah. We're fucking giving culture the year out yeah. to Tibbs. I am. I want to ask you this, mm-hmm. R.J. Barrett. How do you feel about him? I adore R.J. Barrett. Same. I absolutely adore him. He gives one hundred ten percent every single play. He leads the league in minutes. Obviously, it's a Tibbs Rand team, so you're him and Randall like one in yeah. three in minutes. Yo, you're under twenty three years old. Yeah, you're playing forty two yeah, exactly. minutes a game. Yeah. <laughs> Which, so, by the way, the knock on them last year was like, yo, he wasn't playing Mitchell yeah. Robinson. He wasn't playing R.J. Barrett. He was playing the Lakina, Dennis Smith. It's like, yo, well, he wasn't the coach. He had, you know, right, right, right. But yeah. I'm saying, just the organization is like, yo, why the fuck yeah. you playing Taj Gibson, bro? He's, He's not Taj in your Gibson plans. all these minutes, and we you still playing Alfred Payton. It's like, yo, like Nilakina, I like Nilakina. He probably he sucks, but I like him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But like I like him. He plays defense. You know he tries. He's just not that good. But There's like, I like not him. a more polarizing player yeah, on the Knicks, like, for the Knicks fan base yeah, than Nilakina. Yeah. You're either yo he's good man, give him yeah. a shot, or get or, him yeah. the fuck out of the NBA. Like, I follow. I'm Knicks Twitter. Like I follow like hundreds of Knicks, and they like the the Frank Hive is absolutely <laughs> insane. They adore him. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. It's because it's like. Maybe it's like a, a joke they're doing together, or they really believe like he's it. I don't think so. I think like I, I always gave him the benefit of the doubt because he try he plays defense. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Knicks haven't had a defender 
period in years since like Tyson Chandler probably and like Shumpert. Yeah. I've had a defender I can look at. And be like, <laughs> That's also like a decade ago. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I'm like, all right, he plays defense. Like I can rock with someone who plays defense. If you can't, if you can't give me nothing else, give me defense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That, so, but Frank, I mean, whatever. You know what I think it is with Frank? I think it's because where he went in the draft, yeah. and that was a really loaded draft. Yeah. It's like people want that to be a thing so bad to justify that pick. Yeah. And it's like you've taken so many L's mm-hmm. on that pick already. And we we got two L's on that on that draft because we trade for Dennis Smith, mm-hmm. who we passed up on, right? Right, right, right. So, so we got the guy that we so all wanted. We, we wanted, and he's worse. <laughs> he, he can't do anything on the basketball court, right? At least Nolikin didn't give me defense. Dennis Smith can't do a single thing on the basketball. Mind you, I like these guys. Like, right, I'm right, talking right. shit, but like, I'm talking about like what I see. Mm-hmm. It's like, I love Dennis Smith. Of course, I root for them every day. But like Nolikin, he hasn't played in like four, last 14 games. Like, he was a healthy scratch yesterday. Like Thibodeau is a defensive-minded coach. And if your calling card is defense, and you're not playing with, and you're Tibbs. not playing, it's like, are you even a good defense? I mean, like, right, Tibbs right. knows. Like, we have the number one defense in basketball. This is fact: three point percentage and uh, field goal percentage and points per game. We're number one, so this defense is real. So it's like you're talking about, especially with a, with an elite defensive coach like him. So you got a bunch of, you got, mind you, I can't even name us an elite defender on our team aside from Mitchell Robinson. Right. right, so I don't, I would I, agree I don't with understand you. But I think how collectively yeah, they all play. It's well like we have of a bunch scheme. of mediocre guys that play defense. <clears throat> Alfred Payne's good, you know, he's a good defender. Mitchell Robinson is elite. He's an elite defender, but he's a big, so it's only so much he can do, especially down there. So, so it's it's mind boggling to me that we're number one. RJ is a decent defender. He just tries really hard. So like he looks a lot better on defense than he is. But you know, he's always running around. But like he's running around to nothing half the time. But like I love RJ Barrett. I think he has the most upside out of anyone on our team. He, you could tell, like, he, he actually cares about basketball. Like, he's in the gym working nonstop. He has never complained once. When he was snubbed for um, the all-rookie all rookie team, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he took it. Mind you, he should have made it. I don't know why he didn't. Of it course was he should have. Like, yeah. He is going to be the third best player in this draft. It's yeah, gonna be I agree Zion, Ja. Like, then order went is the order that they're going to be. Yeah. The kid, you could tell, like he, like, he knows how to make the right plays. He still needs to improve. His dribbling, I'm not a fan of. You know what I don't like? Just consistently, and I, and I feel like it happens in the NBA more than other leagues. Also because, you know, lottery picks, they're mm-hmm. fucking 18, 19 years yeah. old. It's like, bro, can we give them some time? Yeah, that's that. I mean, I'm like that because I judge quick. Like, I was done with Kevin Knox first, like, three weeks into his <laughs> rookie year. Like, mind you, I was right because he fucking stinks. So, like, he's, <laughs> he stinks now. So, but, like, I gave him no type of chance. I'm like, yeah, he sucks. Like, last year, I was, make, no, I was making fun of Colin Sexton, like, two years ago. He's averaging like twenty five right now. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he's still probably the worst defender I've ever seen. But yeah, he's gonna give you thirty and give yeah, up give forty. Up 30, yeah, right, right, but right. but he's scoring twenty five. Like, I'm like, yo, this guy sucks. Him and like Darius Garland last year, they're both going crazy. Garland's mm-hmm. been injured the past couple of games, but that's a good team. That's a good backcourt. You know, they they're gonna give you 40, 45 points a game. It's like that's that's elite numbers for your backcourt. But yeah, I, I like to I judge quick, and I'm wrong for it. You know, because I think I know more than I actually do. So I could just look at some idiot and be like, oh, he sucks. Oh, he's amazing. Like, I was the biggest fucking Wiggins fan mm-hmm. coming out. I loved uh, Jabari Parker, which I still think I went out wrong on Jabari. Nah, bro. He, the injuries, he got hurt. Yeah. Like, like, Jabari was ill. You know what? I think uh, a few things have changed with me as a sports fan. But when it comes to, like, the term bust, mm-hmm. what's changed for me is, bro, if you play and you suck, yeah, you're, you're a bust. Yeah. 
But if like, bro, you're Jabari Parker, mm-hmm. you're Brandon Roy, yeah. even like, Greg Oden. I don't think Greg Oden's Greg, a bust. I don't think Greg Oden is like, a bust either. It's Anthony Bennett is the definition of a bust. That's correct. What a bust is. Right. If three you, years in, he's not even in the league. Yeah. If you're healthy and like you play every yeah. day, and you're just awful, then you're a bust. Yeah. But if you get hurt, bro, like, listen, man, that's just yeah, it shit luck. Yeah. That's all. So oh, he I gets hurt every year, but like he was hoop, he was balling when he was playing. So I, I cannot call that man a bust. He was good. He's good at the sport. He's talented. We know he's talented. He doesn't play the games, but that mm. doesn't make him a bust. Anthony Bennett went number one. He yeah. might, like <laughs> that was the first time I ever heard an analyst be like, "Yeah, that's ridiculous." Yeah. <laughs> like didn't even like didn't even defend it. Nothing. There was just like uh, it was Jay Billis. He was like, "Yeah, I don't really understand yeah. this one." I don't. It, it was crazy, and it's like he might have the shortest career for a number one pick. Uh, that they didn't get injured? Yeah. Yeah, my, like aside dude. from Lem Bayes who passed away, right? Right, right, who right. Got drafted and then they never even played. Right, right, right. Like, I can't remember a number one pick. Number one that played that little. He might have like maybe 70 games, 80 games like under his belt. That's, yeah. that's a season's worth. If You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. So wild, So that's bro. what a bust is. Yeah. No, I agree with you But the Knicks that. have a couple busts. We do have but Kevin Knox is a bust. He's not good at basketball. Like, he's now trying to turn into just a... A three-point shooter, which is a, an absolute waste. He looks like Kevin Durant on a basketball court, like phys- yeah, yeah, the eye like, test, the eye test. Like he's until, six until nine, he he's playing. quick, right. he can dribble a little bit. I'm saying, don't I don't want anyone thinking I'm calling Kevin Knox, <laughs> Kevin Durant, absolutely not. I think the comparison is the body type the and body the first ty- name. Yeah, that's it. That's all they have in common is the body type. You know, he could dribble a little bit, but you could tell like he, right? But then you see him play, and it's like he plays like he's six four. Mm. You're six nine. Like, what are you doing? Take you, it to the rack. You know when I completely lost all faith in Kevin Knox? When that summer league game when Zion just babied him? Oh yeah. I was but just I'm, like, I mean, but whatever. I mean, Zion. I, I, I get it, but Zion still, baby, you're baby grown men now. Yeah, but that's you know, true. It is maybe I'm being too harsh. But yeah, he's a uh, yeah. It's, it's not looking too good for him. Uh, Nilakina also he, it's over for him. But yo, you know, it's it's weird. They they've whiffed on those two guys, but then they seem to. I'm not ready to count out fucking Obi. He's been hurt. No, yeah, yeah. He's been in and out the lineup. Like he's shown flashes, and I and I like him. My favorite thing about him is that he seems like an adult. Yeah, well, he's and, older. He's 22. Yeah, oh. which is not a bad thing. Also, yeah, I don't mind. I don't like. Care. I don't want all my guys to be 19. Yeah, I don't mind that he's a 22 year rookie. That's the one thing. And then it seems like they finally found a late. First round yeah, pick and quickly that can be a gem for them. Yeah, he looks good. I love him, but he's not a point guard. We need to. That's out. He's yeah. not a point guard. He's like a combo guard, but he's small, which bothers me. He's six three and he's frail. Where is where is he on the power rankings for Nick's Twitter? As oh, far Nick's as Twitter. Like, he's when he goes buck. How yeah, crazy! Oh, is when it? he goes buck, it's insane. IQ and all that. IQ, everyone's telling him to start a lineup, which I do not agree with. I like where he's at. Leave him there. Let's let's take yeah. it easy. Don't jump because like he's the spark. Why would you put the spark in the starting lineup when Julius Randle holds the ball eighty five percent of the time? And and also why not? There's nothing wrong with being a six man. Yeah, of like, course. I think ever since Ginobili, it's like yo, you, a six man don't mean that you're a bench dude. Yeah. Six man means like yo, last four minutes of the game, you're out there. You're, yeah, like he's in there crunch time. Like That's James a great Harden role. was a six man. Right. You know what I'm saying he was. He's ill, but like he ended up being who he is. But like six men doesn't mean it's not anything bad. It's not a demotion, mind you. Good six men are available when your team is already stacked because mm-hmm. it's like there's no need for you to be like an OKC. You have Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. You do not need 
You Another like, ball-dominant yeah. guard, like, yeah. Like, Iguodala could have been a starter for the Warriors. Of course, Iguodala was amazing. Yeah. But why Why would you waste that? And then look what happened at the end of those games. Yeah, I- he, Iggy was, was he, out was in, there. he was in the death line, though. Yeah. You need him there. But, like, to start the game, you have Steph Curry, Jermon Clay. There's absolutely no need for anyone else. Like, they could be playing three and five, and they'll get busy. So, a six-man, I don't mind it. But he might be a starter eventually. Mm-hmm. But, like, right now, why? It makes no sense to just thrust him in that, in that line. Mind you, I hate Alfred Payton. Right, I'm tired of seeing him, but I'd rather, I still rather start Alfred Payton and keep IQ off the bench than thrust him into that role because it's gonna take away from him. He's not gonna get half the shots he will get anyway. He's gonna become a spot of shooter when you have RJ and Julius Randle who run the show anyway. You know what I'm saying? Julius is like our fucking point guard. It's crazy. Who I love, by the way, I love Julius Randle. Don't go on my Twitter because I talked a lot of shit about (laughs) Julius last year. I talked a lot. A lot of of people did though, man. A lot of people, but deservedly so. Right, right, right. Spinning into triple teams. Yeah, yeah, Losing yeah. the ball. And he's making 20-plus yeah. million dollars a year. You yeah, expect so it's more. Like, mind you, I, never, I didn't even hate the contract. It looks so bad. It's because we whiffed on Kyrie and Kevin Durant. So it's like, oh, that was like our consolation prize. It's Julius Randle. Deja vu of what happened in 2010 with fucking with Amari. With Amari. Mind yeah. you, I, uh, Amari is in my top five favorite New York athletes. Yeah. Period. Although, I don't think he genuinely just wanted to come here to bring the Knicks. I read a bunch of reports that no team offered him more than three mil, uh, three years because the knees. Which oh yeah, he, that was that, like that, those were all true. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. You know, so like I, I I believe it's true. So the Knicks obviously Dolan here's five years, hundred million dollars. Try to get LeBron, mind you. If you try to get LeBron, you give anyone with one knee. If if you think it's gonna work, you do it. You yeah. know what I'm saying and Amari, and he gave us an MVP season, his first season, especially before Camelo got there. Man, those the that with Felton and. All those guys, that yeah. team was fun. It was fun, but we definitely we overrated it a bit. Yeah, it's because we're starving. You're to talking be about good. like Landry Fields, right? Who sucks? Gallinari, Chandler. The real good Knicks team was the the uh, 2012, the 54 win team. Mm-hmm. No, 2013, I believe. That was with Jason Kidd, Sheed, yeah, Tyson yeah. Chandler, Shumper, Jr. Novak, the like, random threes. About, yeah, like, I was watching a video of uh, Shumper on on some podcast talking about like. How crazy like the Knicks were. It's like, yo, the Knicks were a show back then. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I, ne- I didn't realize it because like well, I'm living the show. I'm saying so the Knicks are show to me even when we're bad. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I never realized like yo how ill they were. But he's saying he's like, yo, teams are uh, other arenas are coming up to them like, yo, Novak do this and him and JR are doing their dances and their handshakes. And it's like, yo, like they ate it up. And I was like, yo, like they were like, he's like yo, we were like they were like real celebrities and like it's like LeBron came. Like that's how the Knicks were. Like that's what he was saying. It's like you have like the Knicks are coming in town because we were fun. We were so fun. We were fun as shit. Hell yeah. And they were good too, man. Yeah, we won 50 wins second seed. Yeah. And my man Melo, I know you guys don't like Melo, right? I know you and our good He's... brothers at <laughs> the Petropolis family, <laughs> right? I have a whole heat for that. So if y'all ready, I got my Camelo. Listen, I- I'll-, I'll be completely honest with you. He's aged well for me. Of course. He, looking back at it now, it's like, damn, bro. First of all, that motherfucker wanted to be here. Yeah. Well, no. I love. I'm I'm a Carmelo stan, mm-hmm. right? He forced his trade, sure, to get because that was the lockout year, right? I agree. We're gonna lower the max, mm-hmm. right? So it's not, it's not all oh, he really want. I mean, I'm sure he did want to be here, right? Right. But he wanted his money too, of course, yeah. So man, I don't blame him. You know, yeah. You gotta look out for yourself. You want your money and you want to play in New York. There was a bunch of rumors that he would have stayed with Denver. He basically even because the Nets were going after him too. That's the same year, like the same week they got uh, Darren Williams. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to get like the same package they offered for Darren. They were trying to get give to Melo, uh, the Nuggets for Melo. But we ended up getting him. So I'm sure he would have signed with whoever got him. Like he would have signed with the Nets. 
Mind you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, there was also, though, so many... The reason why I say that his career aged so well with the Knicks, and I think more and more people are looking back at it and they're appreciating him more is because, bro, I remember reading sometime, and I mentioned it on the show before, I think he had the most starting five combinations mm-hmm. during that duration of any player or any quote-unquote mm-hmm. like superstar yeah. status. And how many coaches did he go through course, and yeah. GMs and shit and then, you know, constant draft picks that just whiffed. So he really aged well for me a lot. Like, I appreciate Melo more now than mm-hmm. I did back then, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, I love Melo then. I love him even more now. Melo, I mean, facts are facts. He was, when we got him, he was a top five to seven player in the sport. Right? Yeah. It was like Kobe, LeBron. You could throw in Dwight, possibly. Right? Cause we got him 2011. Like, who else was? D-Wade. Durant right? was coming along. KD was right there. KD might have surpassed him. I won't argue the KD, but you're talking about a five to seven range. That's why, like, I read a bunch of articles. The Knicks overpaid. No, the fuck we didn't. Yeah. We traded one first, like, two first-round picks, Raymond Felton, Danilo Gallinari, and Wilson Chandler. Two of these dudes are not even in the league anymore. Yeah. Right? The I think pick the... was Jamal Murray, so whatever, but I don't <laughs> like the, the pick ended up being Jamal Murray, so whatever. I'm not mad at that, but... Yeah, but it then is, the pick yeah. could have also been fucking... If we had it, it could have been fucking some Latvian dude. <laughs> not KP. And it would have been a waste anyway. I but it's like, you. yo, you get... you Mind you, so you need superstars to win in the league. That that Pistons team in 04 is never going to happen again. Yeah, nah. Especially well, may, now. Like, maybe. Maybe. Because mm. I don't say never. But most likely, absolutely not. The NBA, everyone's buddy-buddy. The good it's players want to play now. with each other. Yeah. yeah. You know, they do that. You go to Jersey and fucking team up. The 10 best players in the state, in the city, and you just run amok. And that's what they're doing now. So, like, I don't think you need superstars. You know what I'm saying? So, you- Yo, now that you mentioned super teams, this was a topic I definitely wanted to uh, pick your brain about. Let me move that mic a little bit closer to you. Um, super teams. How do you feel about them? Uh, they're necessary. Absolutely necessary to win. You're giving me a lot of answers on this one that I haven't heard before. Yeah. A Yankee fan wants to be a Met fan. Uh, what, what, what do you hear when people say about the super teams? They, they hate them. them. Everyone Why? hates them because they don't like how it's very predictable that oh we're gonna play 82 games or 70 whatever the the COVID thing is now. God knows how many games are gonna end up playing anyway. There's all these fucking stoppages. We seven guys didn't play for the Wizards like two weeks ago. It was crazy. Yeah, but, but I hate that argument because. Let's go back to 2004, right? 2005. the er, Mid to early uh, 2000s, right? You had the Spurs there every year. You had the Lakers there every year. They didn't seem like a super team because there was one to two stars max and a bunch of role players, especially the Spurs, you know, one superstar, great coach and role players. But you knew they were going to be there just about every year. So the NBA has been predictable forever. The most unpredictable thing we've seen in the NBA in the last 20 years, two things. The Pistons beating the Lakers. And then the Mavericks beating the Heat. Yeah. If you could think of another predictable, and then but I don't count the three Cleveland coming back three one. Like that's we predictable. I mean, like who's gonna be in the finals? We knew those two would be there. Yeah. So like that was just a crazy thing. Nah, I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you. Cause also to to look at things from like a betting perspective, I think since 1980, I remember I had this argument back with uh, cause when I used to do the show with the with the old crew. Tim used to hate super teams. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, NBA is... This is like the old, the 2016, 2017, okay. where we're like... So this every, is like just, just the Warriors running the league. Everyone knew that it was going to be Warriors-Cavs. Yeah. Like, why the fuck do we even care? Like, yo, I don't care about the Rockets and James Harden. This shit is corny. It's lame, right? But yo, since 1980, only twice 
has a team that was not a top five favorite, according to the sports books, won a championship. Mm-hmm. And it was the two teams that you mentioned. No. So it's always been it's, yeah. a favorite that wins yeah. it. Like you, the glory years of the NBA was the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Celtics Lakers were literally in the finals every single year. It was one or the other. At the end of the 80s. Yeah. And then Jordan runs the 90s. Yeah. And then you split the team. I mean, the early 2000s between the Spurs. And the Lakers. Lakers. The Heat got one in there. The Pistons got one in there. Right. Then you trend. Then Boston got one. Mm -hmm. And then early 2010s, Lakers went two more. Right. 2009, 2010. Yeah. Right. Then the Miami Heat, big three. They do their thing. Then the Warriors come over. they, They take over. And now you got LeBron again, yeah. right? But now, like, if I ask you who's going to win the championship this year, who are you going to tell me? Probably the Lakers. Probably, but how many teams can win the championship this year? Honestly. Injuries aside, because yeah, yeah, we yeah. don't know, I think four. Four. The Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks, and the Nets. Maybe five, depending on how you feel about Philly. Philly? No, no. Your, no? Best, your second best player cannot shoot a basketball. That's Embiid true. is the best player on that team. That's no true. I might be it. buying in the hype and also because yeah. I'm financially invested on Joel Embiid being yeah. MVP. No, look, I love... Yo, my friend actually bet on Joker being MVP. Ooh, that's and not a bad like, one. crazy. And I'm like, he's averaging a fucking triple-double. I'm like, yeah, this is... It, cr- I mean, he's yeah. almost like... He's like 9.3 assists and like two and a half steals. Yeah. Like, he's going fucking crazy. And yeah. The odds were good on him. Imagine, I don't bet. But he was telling me and I'm like, yo, I'm like, Joker. I'm like, of course he's not going to win it, right? But like, you know, it's a kind of shortened year, you know, mm-hmm. 72 mm-hmm. game. Anything could happen. Joker is capable of putting up video game numbers. He does it yeah. nightly. You know, so he could definitely be an MVP. And he's my friend. He's having like 25, 12, and like 9. It's really wild watching yeah. him. Yeah. He's it's one insane. of my favorite guys yeah. to watch. No, I, I, I like Joker. But yeah, so you're talking about back to Super Teams, right? So there's four, right? It's four that can... The four, those are the four best teams in basketball, mm. right? Or the four... Their records are not going to be it, but those are the four best teams in basketball, right? You got the Nets, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Bucks, right? So then the second-tier teams that could maybe do something, you got the Celtics who, whatever, right? They're amazing, but I don't think they're going to do anything. You got the Heat, and then on the West, you got maybe Dallas if KP knows how to play basketball. And the Nuggets, the Nuggets of course, the Nuggets. Uh, I feel like they have a trade in them. They have to. That's but, the only way that they could get into that next tier. Yeah, but what are they going to trade? Like That's You don't the thing. trade Michael Porter, right? You fuck up by not bringing Jeremy back. Yeah. Right? That's... And you see what he's doing in Detroit. He's going yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. crazy. Shout well, I had him. I had heard that he wanted to be on a team where he could be featured more. Yeah. Like, I think the money matched. Mm-hmm. It was very, very similar. But he really wanted to, like, yo, I can actually ball. Yeah. Like, I want to be a focal point of something. Mm-hmm. As opposed to being, like, what, the fourth, fifth option? Yeah, but, I mean, if the Nuggets... So, so Jeremy thinks he can ball, right? Which he obviously <laughs> can because he's showing it. How the Nuggets not see it? Mm-hmm. They, they should look at that guy and be like, I can't lose him. Yeah. Like, they had him running around chasing fucking LeBron James for five games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't have that now. Who's going to guard your LeBron? Now, LeBron's going to do what he does regardless. It's LeBron James. Whatever he wants, no matter who's on him. But you have one guy, you're like, yo, go fucking chase LeBron James around and guard him. And he did a good job. He was, you know what I'm saying? He's a young guy, Jeremy. He's a great defender. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So he did his thing. So now you don't have that. LeBron's going to fucking run amok if they play. It's going to be a sweep. He's going to destroy them. It's going to be disgusting. And then they're a good team. But what are you going to do? Joker can't defend, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're not a good defensive team to begin with. So you're talking about LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They don't stand a chance. The Blazers are another team who always been weird to me in the last five years. I would never understand them. They have some of the most... They have... 
what, a top five playing basketball? Maybe seven? No, seven, right? Dame? I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Top seven, probably seven best playing basketball, right? You have CJ McCollum, who's awesome, and he, he just broke his foot or something, but he's been awesome this year. He's averaging like 27, right? You have Camelo Anthony. You make a big trade for Robert Covington, who I love. He's probably the best 3 and D guy in the sport. Yeah. He's awesome. He averages legit, like one and a half steals, one and a half blocks, and two and a half threes. You don't get that anywhere. Those are those are like Andre Kirilenko type numbers. Those those are disgusting. AK forty seven. Yeah, like those like they, he's like a real defender. And then you have Nurkic, who I like. You I think they got Cantor back, right? I think they got Cantor yeah. back. They got Cantor back. They have Rodney Hood again, but it's like they've had more or less the same team. Last Trent Junior was dope for them yeah, too. He came yeah, along in the playoffs. Yeah, they have uh, Simons, but. It's like they're supposed to be closer. Like I like them better than I like the Nuggets because mm-hmm. like I'm big on who's this one guy that can literally just take over a basketball game for me, and Dame is top five in that. Yeah, like, he's more of that than Giannis is. Yeah, more of that than a lot of guys. Like you know, what I'm saying he's probably top five in that in that regard. So I will always go with a guy that can do it, especially playoffs. Everything's condensed. You know, you're playing the same team. You know what you're getting into. You need um, you need that guy that can just go stupid. And Dame has shown he can go stupid consecutive nights. He did it the whole fucking bubble. He went, he just went nuts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I would always pick, like, I would always root. Or not root, but because like, I like the Blazers. You would side with yeah. a guy who could do that. Yeah, the guy that could just take over a basketball game. The Nuggets don't have that. Like, Joker's amazing in, in what he does. You don't feel that way about Murray? No, not yet. I mean, he's shown it, but like this is his, you know, the bubble was his breaking out party, not even the season. The regular season, he was good, and he's gotten better every year. But the bubble, he went crazy. Yeah. And the bubble. And he went into a different tier where yeah. people like really were like, yo, this dude is legit. Plus, so, he got that contract yeah, last and year when he did. It's a small sample size. So it's like TJ Warren was averaging like 40 in the bubble. <laughs> yo, that was crazy. You know yeah. So like, I, I got to take the bubble with a grain of salt. Yeah. Everything that happened in the bubble, whatever. People like to call it the asterisk ring. They don't want to give LeBron his credit, whatever. That's a whole nother argument. But, well, it's weird, though, if you see some of the guys that are struggling this year and some of the teams that are struggling. And, and one thing I wanted to talk to you about, and I really want to go back to super teams because I'm sure we're going to bring up the Nets at some point. But, you know, one of the more disappointing teams from a record standpoint are the Heat this year. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think one of the reasons why might be, you know, when you're in the bubble, like it's it, it's it's something that they've said. Are, are you a big college basketball guy? No. So. I'm not either, yeah. but I tune into March yeah, Madness March because, Madness, yeah, like everyone does, right? Especially and when the Knicks are that bad, I watch exactly. potential prospects. Of exactly. So what they always say is like depth perception when they end up going to the Final Four always fucks up shooting teams because it's you're in a stadium now as opposed to an arena. Yeah. So that first dude or that first chick that's in the front row underneath the hoop is a lot further away because they're in a stadium. And then, like, upper deck is like, yo, fucking hundreds of yards. Not hundreds of yards, but, like, you're 40 yards away as opposed to, like, 40 feet away. So then they always struggle with shooting. Like, one thing I remember is in the Final Four, anytime it's in a big arena, the over-under, it's, like, 72% to the under. Like, Mm -hmm. always bet the under in those because of that. Like, shooting teams Mm -hmm. struggle. And reason why I bring that up, bro, is because... Most of these arenas, if not all of them, there's no fans in them, right? Yeah, yeah. But you're in an arena now. We're in the bubble. It was like tight. It was, like and it was a gym, yeah. yeah. So that's why you see dudes like Tyler Harrow going crazy, Duncan, yeah. Duncan Robinson going crazy, Jamal Murray going crazy, 
TJ Warren. Yeah. So I feel like one of the reasons why this year has been a little bit disappointed for Miami because you also have a target on your back now. Yeah. Like, yo, you, you're not surprising us this yeah. year, bro. You won the East. Yeah, you went to the finals. You went to the finals. They deserved it. They did, they yeah. The bubble. They were going. They were locking everything up inside. They just like they took Giannis's manhood, which is like we've seen it before, but like they really got it. They really got a Giannis, and it was like you know we're Giannis fans. We love Giannis, you know, big Greek. But it's like they deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy is that dude. Jimmy might not even be a top fifteen player in basketball. If you're talking about straight skill, I doubt it. He's like a top twenty guy. But the way he carries but himself, way, yeah, is... like he's the leader. They look at like, mind you, this goes back to. His days in Minnesota. Every, everywhere he leaves, they go to shit. Not him. He goes, wherever he goes, they, they start doing better. He goes to Philly. And they fucking choose Al Horford over Jimmy Butler. I mind you, I, granted, Jimmy probably wanted to leave. But everywhere he goes, they, they're they better as soon as he gets there. And when he leaves, they go to shit. Mm-hmm. Timberwolves have not, have, I don't think they've ever been 500 at any point in the season since he's left. Yeah, I think when he got there, they made the playoffs for the oh, first yeah, time after like 12 years or some shit. There. Yeah, loves that's true. Loves him from Chicago. Right, 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 you right, know, right. He was a end-of-the-bench guy first in Chicago. Mind you, you know, that was with D-Rose, was being D-Rose and Luol Deng and Boozer and Owen, you know, that, that great team. But Jimmy's Jimmy's amazing. He's a leader. Everyone rallies behind him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The best player on that team is Bam Adebayo. Like, we cannot get that twisted. He is the best player on that team. He no, did. I agree with you, and I yeah. think I, I think there's always there's always a misconception, and it, it's something that I, I I see a lot of analysts do, and a lot of people when they talk about sometimes sports in general. Like I think there's a big difference between the most important player yeah, and the best, and, and, the best. Yeah. and yeah, sometimes like LeBron is both, mm-hmm. right? But like yeah, those guys don't count. It, yeah, they're, they're like anomalous, Durant, yeah, Kobe, right, right, right. Yeah. But then there there are different exceptions where like the best player on those Rockets teams was James Harden. Yeah. But then Chris Paul was the most important yeah. one because, like, you knew what you had with James Harden yeah. all those years when he was there. And then what happens? Chris Paul goes there and he fucking wins MVP. It's like the X Factor argument. Exactly. Like, yeah, X-factor? yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, you go to the Warriors, the X Factor is Draymond Green. Right. He's the third best player on that team. Or even four, however you want to, like, early early years when Iguodala was there, there's an argument who's better at basketball. Right. You know? But he's the, he's the X Factor. He's just as important as those guys. Mind you, Steph Curry's the engine. Without Steph Curry, they're nothing. But like when you talk about X Factor, you got to take away Steph Curry because he's the best player. Without him, you don't even take care about the X Factor. Yeah, that's irrelevant. Yeah, at that so point. like yeah. you need. So Bam is the X Factor. No, Jimmy's the X Factor. And Bam's Jimmy's the most important. And Bam, Bam's the, Bam has to be the most skilled player on that team. Yeah, he's like their point guard. He's like a six ten point guard, bro. So they they've disappointed me this year because. You know, they're like four games below 500. At the time we're recording, it's Wednesday night. So if things change by the time you guys hear this on Friday, a wacky schedule coming up for me with all this football shit going on next week. So banging this out before um, it gets really chaotic. But for me, man, like they disappoint me a little bit because I thought they brought back everyone that they needed to. They didn't lose anybody significant. Did they, they lose Avery Bradley? I don't remember. I, I don't look at it th- mm-hmm. that that much because they... They got him last year, like they got him last year towards the tail end, yeah. and also like they didn't have drag dragage yeah, yeah, yeah. in, in in the finals, yeah. and that was a big part of like what they do and whatnot. And shouts to him, man. He tried to come back in yeah, those last couple awesome. of games, but it was you know yeah. you, you were banged up, you were con- you were <clears throat> not yourself. So like, what team this year so far has disappointed you from a, a standpoint of they're just not as good as you thought they were going to be? Well, uh, we we're talking about the Blazers. Mm. That team. Has everything you need. Like what don't they have? They have shooting everywhere. 
They got size. They got they depth. Got size. They got depth. They got rebounding. They have Nurkic. You have Nurkic and Cantor who will clean everything. And up. you got and you got what you said before, which I think is really important. A dude that could just go and take yeah, over a game. You have a top seven, eight player in basketball, wherever you want to rank them. And this this should be a team that should finish third, fourth in in the West. You know, you got the Lakers and Clippers are one and two. And it's a, I think it's a crapshoot after that, or it should be. Like the Nuggets are gonna get the third, mm. right? The Rockets of this we can't put the Rockets up there. Utah. Utah, yeah, it's weird with Utah. It is weird, bro. Gobert is good at what he does, but you just spent two hundred million dollars on a guy who can't, who is useless outside of the paint. Yeah, I think that was a like, you can't you can't do anything with guys like that. That's the kind of contract that Donovan Mitchell is gonna yeah. look at one day and be like, "Yo, I gotta get Send out of here." Knicks. Yeah, I hope. Yo, mind you, we got their player development guy, Johnny Bryant. That's true. We got him over, you know, and he's also from New York, is he? He's from yeah, somewhere, like, somewhere in Long Island. But that, I mean, everyone's from New York, bro, and no one wants to come anyway. That's a fucking disgrace. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a whole other conversation. The, the, the pain, yeah. the pain yeah. in that yeah. tone, yeah. Oh, they're no, he's from New York. Yeah. They come. Kevin Durant, uh, Kyrie Irving, he was born in the Bronx, but he fucking picks Jersey. But, yeah, the the Blazers, definitely disappointing. Uh, what's, uh, the, what's the Bucks record? Because they haven't seen, like, I expected them to go absolutely. You know what's crazy, man? Like, Giannis's by the numbers is... Kind of where he's been at the last yeah. couple of years. It doesn't feel the same. It doesn't yeah. feel the same. I think there's some fatigue with Giannis, like back to back MVPs. And it's gone to a point with him, bro, where it's like, yo, we've been waiting for you to mm-hmm. get to the finals and you haven't. And it's, I feel as if there's some Giannis fatigue. Like you had yeah. that with LeBron, right? Yeah. I'm not comparing the two because, mm-hmm. again, I think there's levels to it and LeBron yeah. is head and shoulders. But remember, like LeBron. He was clearly the best player in the league. And just like the same shit that happened with Jordan, right? Like they gave Barkley and Malone the MVPs. Or it's like, nah, bro. Like he's clearly the MVP. But there's some fatigue when it comes to guys like that. And that's where I think Giannis is at right now. Like I think Giannis is still dominant. He's still doing his thing. It's just it's like, all right, man. Like same shit with the Rockets and Harden. It's like we don't give a fuck about this regular season shit. Like we want to see you when it matters. And that's that's where I feel like with the Bucks are at. Giannis can win the MVP again. Yeah. And he probably will have the same numbers he had last year and be MVP worthy. And he'd be like, all right, we're not going to give it to this guy. We're going to give it to the next guy. You know, he's going to have the numbers are going to be there every year because he is that good. But I don't know. I don't like, I don't know what it is. I mean, he can't shoot, right? We know that. It's no secret. But, you know, teams just build that fucking wall every year in the playoffs against him. He, he can't do anything. It's, you know, it pains me because like, I love Giannis and they just traded for my favorite player in the league in Drew Holiday. I absolutely adore Drew Holiday. I think he's everything they need. He's worth those three first-round picks and George Hill and fucking Eric Bledsoe, whatever they traded. Like, and mind you, I talk about Drew Holiday all the time. I was talking about years ago. I'm talking about bro. Give we, me Drew Holiday over Russell Westbrook. And we think we, I'm crazy. Do you remember one time we went at it on Twitter because of Drew Holiday? I don't probably. I don't remember, but we probably did. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. My two favorite players in the league are Drew Holiday and John Wall. The two people that like don't get the recognition they should. John Wall's one of the best point guards we've ever seen play basketball. That's how. That's how much I love that dude. John Wall was tremendous, John man. Wall, and he still is. Yeah, he's two still way. Is. He was a two way. You're talking about a two way. I don't care if he can't shoot. He's a two way point guard. Get you to the rack. Twenty ten and five. Like that, these are not easy numbers. Yeah. Like these are these are insane numbers we're seeing from him, or yeah. we were seeing from him. But yeah, like Drew Holiday, I adore Drew Holiday. He's efficient. He is the best. Like Dane called him the best perimeter defender in the league. Oh, bro, they took his soul he, that he year. Destro- he destroyed Damian yeah. Lillard. Damian Lillard and. One of the most explosive point guards we've seen in the last 30 years. 
Yeah. I'm talking about a dude that was just light, and he just made him look. He he made him look like Raymond Felton or like Chris Duhon. It was bad. All right. So he is the best. Dame is saying it right. Chris Duhon, former Nick Legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> former Nick Legend. Uh, so Drew Holiday, right? He can shoot the three. He's not a lights out shooter, but he can shoot the three. He's gonna shoot anywhere from 46 to 48 percent from the field. He hits all his free throws. He doesn't turn the ball over. He can score at all three levels. He's a great passer. So there's literally not a flaw in his game, right? So like when I would mention the the web, like like I told you, I tell my friends, if I'm building a team, I'll take a Drew Holiday before I take a Russell Westbrook. Andrew Westbrook will get you to the playoffs. He has that gear. But he will shoot you out of the playoffs. So if they can get there, it's done. Like he, I just saw a stat today. He has 163 points on this season. You know how many shots he took this year? I think he has more shots. 163. Than... Yeah. That's the same amount of shots as points. That's yeah. absolutely absurd. You know, uh, one year, um, uh, the year he won MVP, mm -hmm. I bet James Harden for MVP. I'm never going to let this go. No. Where were you on that? I mean, first time we've seen a triple-double. I'm not mad at it. Right. You know, it was like 112 rebounds that Harden needed to have a triple-double, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and for me, it always came down to two things, right? Like, first of all, the Rockets had a better season, mm -hmm. right? They had like eight more wins. And sorry, guys, I'm never letting this go because <laughs> it, it was a big payout mm -hmm. that I put on Harden. But I think also the years following, back three straight years, he's averaged a triple-double. Yeah. And he's been lower and lower yeah. on the MVP rankings. At, fantastic. 42 triple-doubles, I yeah, think he yeah. had in that year. Also, the MVP award has become the narrative award. Yeah. He lost to Rant. That's exactly. That's what I was gonna say. That he took them over. Yeah. They were not expected to be a playoff team yeah, potentially. Been the team and now exactly, you're, and now you're yeah. the sixth seed, right? But also, me and you are in the NBA. Mm -hmm. I have thirty-eight, eight, and seven. You have fourteen, twelve, and ten. You had a triple double. Mm -hmm. I didn't. Yeah. Who played better? You did. So it's like a, it's an arbitrary yeah, number. but Westbrook's numbers were not that low. So it's like 38, 8, and 30. What did you say? 38, 8, Yeah, 30? yeah, I'm just saying like Westbrook in a game. Was, yeah, but like yeah. 27, 11, and 10. Right. I'll take that over 38 and 7. Mind you, numbers are just numbers. Right. Right? I don't, I can care less about numbers as much as what you can do on a basketball court. Because Russell Westbrook can get me a triple-double. Drew Holiday won't. Mm. Drew Holiday will do many more things on a basketball court for my team to win than Russell Westbrook will. So I would take the Russell Westbrook. And, I mean, and, I'll, take, I'll take the Drew Holiday. And the reason why this conversation even came up is because you said that thing about his points and his shots. Mm -hmm. Dude, he took 400 more shots. Than the second? Than I, I think it was DeMar DeRozan. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, your numbers were kind of inflated, bro. Yeah, I mean, he the usage rate was Like all time. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was. I don't know the exact number. Had to be through the roof. What they had? It was like, fucking, they had just got Depot, right? They had yeah, the yeah, yeah. Depot. They had Stephen Adams. Young Sabonis. Yeah, like, what do you... And then they were gone the next year for Paul George, right? So, I mean, he does. I mean, yeah, but that's the thing. It was a narrative. You lose Kevin Durant. You're supposed to be a lottery team, right? We look at you guys. You guys think mm -hmm. it's just Russell Westbrook. It's like Ken Westbrook. Is Westbrook the guy, right? Because that was the thing. Like, oh, he's obviously two to Kevin Durant's one, right? It's like, all right, there's no KD. Like, what can you do? And he exceeded expectations, right? So it's like crazy. And it's like, you know, we love numbers, especially like, well, not we, but like, no, I yeah. love numbers. Every, you see a triple yeah, double, yeah. you they fucking go crazy. Yeah, like the triple double does not impress me as much as it used to, because mm -hmm. everyone could do it. Yeah, there's so many more possessions in today's NBA. It's easy to get a triple double. Like I just seen R.J. Barry yesterday get four assists and like three rebounds in the first quarter. 
You know, if he was just a little better, he, you know what I'm saying? That's how he, it's easy to get a triple double. Mind you, it's just me sitting on the fucking house. Nah, yeah, yeah, but I get what like, you mean. Like in NBA terms, like for these guys, they can go get the triple doubles. But it's like it doesn't necessarily translate to wins. Mm-hmm. Who, 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 who's like, so do you have to about three, three straight years Westbrook triple double. He did absolutely nothing. The second closest guy to like a triple double season was James Harden, who never, you know what I'm saying, never won. So how important is the triple double? For an MVP, but that's the thing. That's nothing people don't understand. MVP is a regular season award. It's yep. not the best player award. It's who had the best season. Yep. So obviously LeBron James is the best player in basketball. No, he did not deserve the MVP over Giannis last year. There is right. not a single thing he did better. This is, but the MVP is numbers and record. What you do, what your numbers are, and what your record is. You're talking about the number one defense, the number one seed. He had like third in rebounds, 28 points. Like of course he was the MVP. That this it should have been unanimous. I said, it's unbelievable. And James Harden should have never came close. Giannis was the MVP. But, like, it's, it's a numbers for the MVP. And Westbrook had numbers. Was it 2017, right? Whenever it happened? 2017, yeah. He had Tw- the numbers. Yeah, I think 2017. He had the numbers. Yeah, they made there. the playoffs. Mind you, was that the first time ever? I think for, like, the last 30 years, the MVP was the first or second seed in either conference. Historically, you have yeah. to be a top four seed to win yeah. it. And he it's was like sixth. Four, yeah. yeah. It's, like, the first time. You know, wins matter, too. But the West is hard, so like you gotta, you know, you gotta look at it. The West has been hard, especially you know the last ten years. He just lost the best, second best player in the world at that point. Six seed is is an accomplishment for a team like that. Triple double, like I'm not mad at the MVP, but you know you could have gave it to Harden any one of those years, like that year and then the next two years following. But yo, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Where where are you in the Jordan Lebron debate? I mean, Jordan's the, the goal. Okay. It's not that close. Anymore. Set. Yeah. Um, mind you, I did not watch. I'm 20, I just turned 27, so born 94. I did not ever watch Michael Jordan dribble a basketball live at any point in my life. But I've done plenty of research over the time. Now, you're also a basketball historian, yeah, so though. Like, yeah, so, so I know that your opinion is coming from yeah. the right place because you're not just some fucking new breed of NBA fan that doesn't know. Like, I hate... I used to hate LeBron, and it all stemmed from him not coming to the thing. Because <laughs> right? I, I had his jersey when I was a kid. I went to Foot Locker and bought the LeBron jersey. I love... Who didn't like LeBron James? Yeah, I used yeah. to write, like, current... I had to do current events every day for school. It was always about LeBron. Cut out a fucking newspaper, write an article. LeBron James played 40... He played, like, 46 minutes one game. More article on the fact that he played... He only rested two minutes. And so I used to love LeBron. And the Knicks, you know, Donnie Walsh comes... Gearing up to get trading on Harrington, trading Jamal Crawford, trading Zach Randall. And my job was young, and I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? It's like, my cousin was like, yo, we're trying to get LeBron. I was like, oh shit. And then, as I'm like, yo, we're about to get LeBron. You know what I'm saying? But obviously, whatever. That was just us being Knicks fans, and we think we're going to get everybody. But I hate him. I've hated him for a while. Right. Right. I always knew how amazing he was. Right. It was, it was also like, one thing I've started saying now is, and I told my friend Lynn, she's from she's from Miami, and we were talking about uh, we were talking about something, and I was like, I have sports hate for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, oh, I've yeah. never heard about that. I was like, yo, like, I fucking hate Deshaun Jackson, mm-hmm. but like, it's sports hate. Yeah, you know, if I ever see him, I'm sure he's a nice guy yeah, would, or whatnot. Like, I would go shake his hand. Yeah, I'd be like, yo, man, a big fan of what you do, but you're a piece of shit yeah, for yeah. fucking just sunning the Giants yeah, every time you play. I don't even think there's an athlete I like. I would like yell at in real life, like if I saw them. You know what I'm saying it's all sports hate. It's not. Real. I don't know these people. Yeah, They're yeah, probably yeah, all yeah. Great human beings. Some are probably pieces of shit, right? It's pieces of shit everywhere. 
But I don't know these dudes. Like, I just hate LeBron James for not coming to the Knicks. <laughs> That's it. I don't hate him for anything else. I hate I him for it. not coming to the Knicks. And I hate him because... So here's where I stand on that, right? I think Jordan's better, literally across the board, except for passing, right? I'm mm. going to be honest. You got to like scale. When it comes to rebounding, you have to scale it. This guy's 6'9", 260. Right. Grabbing eight rebounds. Jordan was just as good a rebounder as LeBron. You can't just look at the pure numbers. He's 30 pounds lighter, two, three inches shorter, right? Of course, he's going to grab less rebounds. That's obvious. Also, LeBron is a, a decent dribbler, right? He could dribble. I like to break it down into like things you could do on a basketball court, mm. right? So, footwork is Jordan. Defense is Jordan. Help defense is LeBron because LeBron coming like a fucking safety yeah, is yeah, yeah, the yeah, best yeah, 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 yeah. ever. Like I've never seen something like that in my life. Tall, fucking fast. Early in LeBron's career, we saw a lot of chase downs, right? And chase down is mostly pure athleticism and hustle. Yeah, that, that, that that's a want to. Yeah, that's a want to. Yeah, yeah. and he athletically, he's more capable than probably anyone we've ever seen because mm-hmm. he's a fucking freak of nature. Yeah. But you're talking about post work, footwork. Turn around, any type of shooting. Like LeBron shoot shoots better, has shot more threes and made more threes and shot a better percentage from three than Michael Jordan, right? Also a different type of game exactly. though. But he yeah, also yeah. did has shoots a better three percentage than Kobe. Who do you mm. want to take in that three? Kobe or LeBron? I can't believe you're thinking about it. It's a no fucking brainer. It's Kobe Bryant. Yeah. It's not even close. I don't My know. My argument man. is I think Kobe's better than LeBron. When it comes to <clears throat> basketball on the court. I don't on know. The court. I don't know if I agree. A lot of people don't agree. I did very few people. Yeah. And this is my, I've been saying this forever. I can search Kobe, put my Twitter, search Kobe. Mike, that's my goat, Kobe Bryant. You know? Mm. I, I, well, I also feel like he him 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 and LeBron are very unique for our generation because like LeBron to me, bro, is the first athlete I've been able to live his whole yeah, career. Yeah. Really understanding. Like, yeah. I was 12 when he came into the league. Yeah. And, bro, I remember that Kings game, like, yeah. vividly, mm-hmm. I can remember. And ever since then, I've been able to follow yeah. his career. Like, Kobe, I mean, well, he came in, what, 96, right? Yeah. I was two. So, and, like, I, did, I didn't watch basketball until, like, 04, mm-hmm. right? I was 10 at over, you know? So that's a decent age to watch basketball, 10 years old. So, like, I missed the three-peat of Kobe. Like, my favorite player growing up was Tracy McGrady. Bro, I love T-Mac, And don't get me started on T-Mac. That is top 15 most skilled players Ever. Yeah. It was strictly skilled. Very few people are better than... And I was argue, arguing on Twitter the other day. Someone was telling me, like, he's better than KD. And I had to think. And I'm like, all right, we're bugging. Like, KD's better than T-Mac. But, like, there's an argument to be made. T-Mac was that dude. He was special, man. He was special. And he has one of the craziest performances. That 13 yeah, points in 30 seconds against yeah, the Spurs. I was watching that live. That shit was absolutely crazy. And, bro, crazy. They, they, that, was it... That same year that they won like twenty four straight games, yeah, they were twenty seven. They went on a crazy. It run. was a, like, It was in the twenties. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was wild. Everyone was like, T Mac missed a couple games here. Y'all missed a couple games there. But T Mac is that, and T Mac was even compared to Kobe. Mm. They used to go, they used to go head to head. They were going crazy. Like, it was crazy. So we were going off track. So what were we talking about? The LeBron and the and LeBron, right? Kobe. Yeah. You mentioned Kobe. Kobe. Yeah. So Kobe's my goal. You're talking about will to win, will power. I'm more of the like. LeBron's a really nice guy, right? From what we see. Mind you, I don't know the guy personally, but we could tell he's a nice guy. And, like, he's a friendly leader, right? But Kobe's, like, going to get in your ass. Like, he's yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And, like... It's a different type of leadership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I like that. So, like, I, I would resonate more with, like, a Kobe. Like, Kobe would light a fire under your ass. Like, if you're not playing up to Kobe's standard, he's chewing, he's going to kill you in practice, right? 
and you're probably not going to play that game. Like, he, the way he tried to run that team was, I, I loved it. A lot of people don't like it. His teammates loved it. So if his teammates liked it and, the, and Phil Jackson didn't care, who the fuck, don't, who are we to say anything? Oh, I don't like the way Kobe, well, it worked. Right. He had one of the most glorious sports careers, period. Yeah. Right? All of one team also, one too. One team, never loved, fucking tearing Achilles, shooting free throws, like, shit like that. I love that. Like, I love that. I see LeBron get cramps, right? And also, and the one thing that, for LeBron, like now I love LeBron. I appreciate LeBron. I understand how amazing he is. But when you start talking about GOAT, you have to nitpick. You have to really of course. nitpick. Because they all have resumes. All yeah, of them, yeah. right? It's all top tier. So you really got to go deep and like nitpick. And it's, you know, you got to be a little anal about it, but you have to because that's, that's how, mind you, they're all close. When I say like Jordan, not even close, I mean, in a sense, it's like, I'm ne- no one's going to convince me. Obviously, LeBron's close to both of these. They're all, all right. close. All three of them, I think they're one, two, and three, right? Does the conversation change if he gets to the same amount of championships as Jordan? No, because... Don't you dare use that he lost in the finals against him. Who? LeBron. Against who? Like... No, he's gotten there more times. So no, no, no. I, I, I get that, right? But there, there's one thing that really fucking irks me, bro. And it's when... Would you rather your team lose in the finals or in the first no, round? No, 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 you're right. No, that's fine. But that's not that's not the argument. So I, what I'm saying is like, I already know what's gonna happen. If LeBron gets to six championships, mm-hmm. you already know there's gonna be fucking Johnny B Ball forty seven on mm-hmm. Twitter being like, "Well, he lost all these times in the finals." It's like, bro, him and Brady, what they've been doing, the sustained excellence, and yeah. I think that's a big part of your resume, also, mm-hmm. like. Bro, two decades of dominance is crazy. Like, eight straight finals appearances during your athletic prime, and you're doing the Olympics, and you're having shorter off-seasons. Like, that got to be a big part of your resume. And then I get it. I get it. Because I know we've went at it on Twitter in the past, too. You're like, yo, I'm never going to forget him for J.J. Barea. Of course. I get it. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. When you talk about nitpicking. That Dallas thing, that's atrocious. Right. But then on the flip side, right? Like, how can you discredit LeBron for the 2015 finals loss to the Warriors without Kyrie, without Kyrie Love and Della Dova played a career high like 26 minutes yeah. and they sent them to the ER to get yeah. IV. So it's, again, what you said I think is dope and I'm going to steal that from you, the nitpicking, yeah. because that's where I think when you enter that GOAT status, that's when it really yeah, gets. They all, I can sit there and be like, oh, he has four rings, he has five, he has six. But it's like, they all have MVPs, they all have all NBA teams, they all have all defensive teams that have the All-Star game. So you really have to nitpick. So when it comes to that, I've never seen a superstar play that bad in my entire life at any sport than LeBron James did against the Dallas Mavericks. If they were to play that series again the next year, it's a sweep every single time. That's how much better the Heat were. Yeah. Mind you, we got to start giving D-Wade shit for it, and Chris Bosh is not all LeBron's fault. But, but he's... You're the best player, so you have... It's natural. You have it's to like, take... It's like the quarterback, right? Yeah. Like, no matter... If, it's your fault. Yeah. So LeBron has to take the majority of the blame. I'm talking about you're averaging like two points a game in the fourth. You got Deshaun Stevens, mind you, who was a great, a good defender when he was playing. But it's like they're throwing Terry, Kidd, Sean Marion, Deshaun Stevenson, JJ. But like, what are you doing? Yeah. Go get 40 and pack them up. They had no business. Like, mind you, that was like a Cinderella run, right? They beat the Young and fucking, they beat the Thunder. Right. You know I'm saying, I thought the Thunder were going to run up, you know? Yeah, same, same, same. Like, you're talking about young KD, young Westbrook, young Harden. They're about to go crazy. They did whatever they beat. They beat the Thunder. They get to the finals, and they lost in six. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't even in seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like you lost in six, and you like, lost at home too. Yeah, you, like it, it was. It was bad. And it's like that will always like 
Mark Cuban says he has the receipt from Liv. It was like $1.3 million he spent at Liv. Really? One yeah. point, Jesus Christ. Because they were in Miami when yeah. they won the finals, and they went out straight That's after. vicious. 1.3 mil. Bro, wish, bro, that dude is the ultimate fan who owns a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And I He's like, yo, I would, Tank. yeah. I love Shark Tank. So I watch Shark Tank for Mark Cuban. Yo, you know he was going to buy the Mets many years ago? Really? But awesome. the so when you want to buy a team, I'm talking like I'm a billionaire yeah. and I know this. But like, yo, when you want to buy a team, they don't just let anyone buy the team. Yeah. There needs to be a thorough like check and like a yeah. There's a yeah. back obviously like there's there's background checks, mm-hmm. but there's also like, yo, you own the Warriors, you own the Knicks. Like, do you want this guy to yeah. be an owner? Yeah. So that how the, much time are you gonna have for this team? The blah, blah, blah. the word amongst the MLB owners and some people that I have spoken to in the past about this topic is. The owners didn't want him coming in because he's crazy. Mm-hmm. He is. He'd be like, "Oh, I don't got a salary mm-hmm. cap." Oh yeah. How much for Pujols yeah, back yeah, then? Yeah. Four, Mickey, take take five hundred mil. Who cares? Like, write the check, and then before you know it, the Mets yeah. would have had a fucking All Star yeah. team. So well, they kept them out of baseball. But who cares if he has other teams? Don't the fucking whoever owns Manchester United don't they own the Bucks or the Broncos? Bro, they like Robert Kraft has pieces of 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 Man U. Like, there's just like. There's so many of these guys, yeah. like even Dolan, bro. He has the Knicks and the Rangers. I mean, like yeah. these guys have. The garden, but don't get me started on. The... <laughs> that's a I'll, that's I'll, a different podcast. I'll do a whole episode. I'll do a whole episode on fucking James. You'll Dolan. come back for that one. You'll come back from that one. But dude, uh, I wanna I wanna wrap up with this conversation, man. <clears throat> uh, there's a lot of guys in the NBA who are in bad situations. Mm-hmm. To use the wrestling term, fantasy booking. Mm-hmm. Give me a guy you would want to see in a different spot. Okay. Because you feel like he's on a team where he's being held back because the team and the organization sucks. The answer to this one last year was, was Giannis. No, I would say Devin Booker. Oh, yeah. But I would say Giannis. Really? Yeah, of course. Last year. Not now. Even coming off an MVP? Of even coming off the... the yeah, we we the, saw how that team was is capped. The ceiling is capped. Yeah, like you can look at them and be like, Yo, this is not, they cannot win a championship. Okay, I hear you, but I don't like that answer because they they are a top seed, though. Because I'm talking, of him, though. Yeah, but I'm talking about like, who's a guy on like the fucking, the Cavs right now? Or like, my I, answer is probably Carl Anthony Towns. I was going to say Cat. So like, who's a guy like that? I was going to say Cat. Cat? He's the best player on, he is, you look at all the bad teams in the league, right? What bad team has a better player than Carl Anthony Towns? Like a non-playoff team, nobody. It's hard to argue he's a, that he's a Hall of he's a Hall of he's an All Star, like yeah, he's yeah. an All Star caliber player. Maybe all right, you can't count Trey Young. He's young, right? You got good guys. Years like have been losing for years, right? Cat is a top fifty. Oh no, okay. The answer is Bradley Beal. He's a top fifteen player in basketball. There's no, there's absolutely no debate about it. Yeah, he's one of the best players in the league. Hold he's one on, of the best players for the last couple of years. Hold on, the answer is Bradley. It's Bradley Beal. Yep. Bradley yep. Beal yep. is in the worst situation, and it got even worse when it came <laughs> to Westbrook. Right? God bless him. I love you, Bradley Beal. I hope you see this. I love Bradley Beal. Dolan needs to whoever fucking whoever I forgot whoever new general manager is Thibs whatever pick up the phone and get Bradley Beal in a Nick uniform immediately. Mm. He needs to be in the. He's locked in for like four more years. Four more years. Yeah, yeah. And, and and kind of cheap too, compared yeah. to what guys are making now. Get you need to go get Bradley Beal. Fuck I'm, you, man. Fuck That's the answer. It's Bradley Beal. It is, yeah. 
He's got averaging 35. He's averaging 35 with a, the biggest nut we've ever seen on his team. He's still averaging 35 with Westbrook. Westbrook, he's like a black hole, bro. He's like he's just a take from everybody. And he's like, so it's 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 really six on four. Every time he steps on the court. You have five players trying to stop Billy Beal, and then you have his own teammate trying to stop him. He's averaging 35. He's shooting like and the efficiency's there. Like I like Harden would score 35, right? When he would average just 35 on 43% shooting and 12 free throws. That's a that's cool. Yeah. Give me Bradley Beal's 35 on 47% shooting. Yeah. yeah. And six free throws. Well, that was that's one a thing. Bucket getter. That was one thing when I bet on James Harden and when I would take him in fantasy is he would get you 10 to 12 points at the line. Yeah. So like his numbers were I don't want to say inflated because that's a skill and whether you like Harden yeah. and his antics it's it does get a little annoying. There's a lot of European soccer flavor yeah. to him too. But that's also a skill, bro, to be able to draw yeah, fouls like, like that. Yeah, you rank it amongst the, the skills. Right, right, it's yeah, the, yeah. It's the bottom of the list. Like, I could care less. Right. I, would, I don't look at RJ Barron, but like, yo, I hope he can draw a foul. All right. Yeah. Obviously, I like my guys drawing fouls. But, like, the flopping and the shit. Like, I saw a stat. Like, my friends tell me, oh, James Harden's one of the best scorers you've ever seen. He has more free throws made than field goals made in his career. Really? Yeah, and that's not for Kobe, Jordan, LeBron. None of them. They all have more field goals. He has more free throws made than field goals. Wow. How can I look at a man like that and say, you're the best score I've ever seen? How are you? Who are you better than? You, you. Raw numbers, he, yeah. he's probably entering that discussion. Yeah, but yeah he's, like, he... he's like eighth all time in threes already or like 10th. He's like in that range. Yeah. Early teens, like high sinking, right? The numbers are there, right? But it's like you, know, you live at the line. You're not better than a lot of these guys. Scoring the ball. Overall, he's better than most, better than 99.9% of the league. But scoring the ball, like just an actual score. Like I used to say, like, he's not a better scorer than Melo. He never was, never will be. Melo will give me 28, right, on his 45, 46% shooting. But he's going to make me 10 field goals. He's not going to live at the line. Yeah. Mind you, it is, a, it is good. You know, you slow the pace down, especially if you're losing. Get to the line is good. But when you're talking about a player, especially even All-Stars, we have to nitpick who's better than who. You live at the free throw line, bro. You're not better than, like, you don't score the ball better than Bradley Beal does. It's flashier because you can dribble the ball. You'll break someone's ankles, you know, and he's amazing. Like, I'm not taking, like, James Harden is amazing at basketball, but he's not a better scorer than a lot of these dudes. He lives at the free throw line. I'm not a fan of that. I know some people like it, but I'm not a, I'm not a free throw guy. Dude, let's start to wind this down a little bit. We could go on and on, and uh, hopefully you'd be down to come back on eventually. Um, dude, what, um... What's good with some of these hats that you've been selling on Instagram, man? Let's see, because I like the concept as a Greek, the yeah, evil eye, you know, you know like yeah. I'm all about it. You know, uh, I was expecting my hat, but you didn't bring it. But we'll okay, 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 fair enough. Because, yo, listen, there's one thing about me, bro. I love free shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and we're doing like a jersey yeah, swap, too. Jersey so it's not, really, yeah. it's not really free shit. But, dude, uh, tell the people where they can find you on social media. Um if they want to peep uh, the stuff yeah, that you're selling and you're doing, man, the floor is yours. Plug so away. Right now, I got everything on my Instagram. It's at Steph Groot, S-T-E-P-H-G-R-O-U-T. I make Evil Eye, I make Evil Eye beanies, the summer dad hats, uh, trucker hats. I'm going to start doing bucket hats. I'm going to start doing a bunch of other shit. But, you know, it's just something to keep me busy. You know, I love the Evil Eye. You know, we're Greek. We're big on the Evil Eye. We've been around it our whole lives. And, yeah, just something to keep me busy. You know, people love it. People love the Evil Eye. It's very popular. It's picking up steam. I see people get on their nails. I see Evil Eye fucking everywhere. So, you know, you know, I've been doing good with it. A lot of people like it. A lot of people, you know, reaching out. So, it's fun. Running around, you know, buying hats, getting it made. 
blah, blah, blah. It's I know all about that, bro. Yeah. Shouts to Lucas, yeah. man. He's the one that does uh, uh, our buddy Star, Lucas. Lipstar Laboratory. You can follow that page on Instagram as well. He does the embroidery. That's the that's who also is. does all the the merch for for VM as yeah. well. So, yeah, that's a that's a good dude, man. I'm trying to get him on here. You know, I had I had courage on the other day. I had you on today. And uh, I told him, I was like, yo, bro, what's good with you, man? Like, when are you getting on? Yeah. He's like, yo, I got to pull up on you. I'm like, bro, I live closer to yeah, you now, right, too. Yeah. Like, right here. But, man, Steph, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on. Guys, uh, make sure you show some love. Enjoy the weekend. And we will catch you guys next time. Clocking the lane, I'm feeling the strain. I'm here for the spot to be filled. Not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.